Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Yes Law, the Lyrical Dive into Anderson Pax Discography. Today we will be taking a look at the third track off of his second studio album, Malibu, entitled The Waters. The song features BJ the Chicago Kid, and uh, you might recognize his name. He was on uh, Schoolboy Q's studio, um, and Ray's It's All On Me. He also collaborated with Anderson on some other songs, including the Blessing Rings reprise off of uh, Chance's Coloring Book. That's like one of the top songs for both of them in iTunes, even though it's basically an outro and they all sing in a choir. But it counts as a collaboration. And the song's also produced by Madlib, who's famous for a lot of collab albums, uh, Mad Villain with MF Doom, um, well, most recently with um, Freddie Gibbs and Bandana and also Pinata. They did that together too. The song also features guitar by Isaiah Sharkey, keyboards by Robert Glasper, drums by Chris Davin, bass by Pino Palladino. So, yeah, I got nine pages of notes this time. I haven't gotten that big since Milk and Honey, and that was a fucking huge episode. So, let's begin with this hopefully fucking huge episode. Now, he opened the song up with Yes Laud, which is a famous Anderson ad-lib. He used it as the name of his Knowledge Joint album. Uh, he has a tattooed on his back, and it inspired the name of this podcast. So, yeah, that's basically all I have to say about the intro. So, we go into the first verse, and it starts with, Tried to tell N-words in 2012 N-word, working hand-to-hand in no avail. Volume 1 was too heavy for you frail N-words. So he did actually do an annotation about this on Genius. And um, what he said was these soul records were more personal. That were more personal and had more instrumentation. Celebrate the bird. Put me through a parking lot. I had maybe three or four years already I was holding on to. I wasn't really ready to expose that side yet. I was really tired of putting out music to deaf ears, and I didn't want to do that again. See the value of waiting till the right time. I didn't imagine that we'd be working with people like Dr. Dre, Ninth Wonder, High Tech, or Ketra, but I, th- but I did think we had, we'd have more attention on us, and I'll be ready to share my story with the world when people were listening. And basically, he says that he didn't have the big connection that he does now, but he's been striving towards them, and Volume 1 referred to his debut mixtape, OBE Volume 1, from his uh, Breezy Lovejoy, when he was Breezy, when he was Breezy Lovejoy. And then he continued with, So I got lean like codeine and pills. Since he wasn't very successful with the heavy songs back in his Lovejoy days, he's taken off the edge and... Uh, off. Taking the edge off his music in favor of more laid-back tunes, he compares this to the feeling one gets after taking drugs like lean and codeine. It's a visionary in the vintage Chevy. So this is a brand new vision he's adopting. He's comparing it to a vintage Chevy. If he drives around in one, people will be sure to follow him. Uh, it's been a while, but wow, you still care. Free Nash till they pass out obituaries. In bold caps, your bitch ass was not there. He is shouting out his older fans who's been with him since the beginning. He also shouts out the band Free National and how he'll be with them until he dies. The obituaries could be talking about people who jumped on his train after people like Dr. Dre and the game started working with him. And I can do anything but move backwards, and the hardest thing is to keep from being distracted. 
So he believes that he can do anything as long as he puts a lot of focus on to it. And he can really only go up from here. Because he has been rock bottom before. My big sister's still claiming me on the taxes. His sister was still helping him out, helping out with him financially. This line is no longer true or relevant. And he told Rap Radar, not no more. I tried to get one more year out of her and I tried to get another year out of Wick. But they was like, nah, man, you can't do it. Hey, you're 30. You gotta start off that bread. Start coming off that bread. And he goes on. Tell Uncle Sam I just need a second to add that gave mama a ten gave my mama ten racks and she packed this and went to to mash with it. Quadruple the worst and gave gave me half of it. Half of it I took back in the back of the air mattress. A quarter stash stashed in box with the air maxes. The rest got in, lost in sacks with my wifey. He is telling Uncle Sam that he can't pay his taxes where his and where his money meant. He gave ten thousand dollars to his mother. She went to the casino, won forty thousand, gave him back two thousand. Ten thousand was spent on an actual bed rather than the shitty air mattress he had. Five thousand on new shoes and the remaining five K on uh luxury stuff his wife bought. He his wife went to the luxury store to buy it. No BM. Whack N-words dropping links in my DM. Bad bitches up and down to N-word TL. He also... He spent all his money and still cannot buy BMW. So he didn't have that. He had enough money to stay himself, but not that much money. He's also dealing with Rising R's, DMing him, hoping to get signed by him and girls on his timeline. I'm glad that you finally made it to the future, but you're late. And the price is through the motherfucking roof. If you want to talk, we could wait outside the building. I ain't taking no more meetings. So he's happy that people are finally recognizing him. And he is now too much time and money to just do things with anyone. He is so busy that he can't take any more meetings, which pretty sure that is pretty fucking busy. And that concludes the first verse. And now let's go on to our first feature off this entire album. The second feature that we've ever covered, BJ the Chicago Kid. So BJ's hook is pretty short. Um, Starts by singing, stepped in the waters. The water was cold. So BJ went into the fame and was surprised by the experience. Similar to how someone could be shocked by the cold water when you first step in. Chilled my body, but not my soul. So while there were some negative impacts on, like, the outer skirts, what is important to him wasn't really negative impact at all. So, like, what's, like, the little things on the outside. Like, let's say a cake. Like, a cake, by definition, is, like, the like the egg and batter stuff. So it was like frosting that got negatively affected, but not the actual cake, if that makes any sense. And that's all he sings for the hook. He does it once the first time and twice the second time, but yeah, he that's his hook. So we go on to the second verse, which begins with, I bring you greetings from the first church of Boom Baptist. So, Boom Bap is a style of rap popular in the late 80s and early 90s with hard-hitting production. Shouting out these artists with these lines, and such artists he's worked with in the Boom Bap industry include DJ Premier on Animals and Dr. Dre on Compton. Uh, United Fellowship of Free Nationals, residing pastor is Dot Pack. And he says Dot Pack, like, usually it's just Anderson Pack, but he 
literally, he puts dot in the name. And Free Nationals is Anderson's band, and he calls the United Fellowship to signify how they always have each other. And a pastor is a leader of a church, and he's their leader. And yeah, the dot obviously refers to the period in the beginning of the word pack in his stage name. And the Free the choir of the Free Nationals is actually billed as the Free Nationals United Fellowship Choir on the album there. Uh, it's how they are billed on... It's how, well, would it be billed or credited? <clears throat> would it be billed or credited? Um, well, that's how they're credited on the song Lightweight. Or, wait, shit, was it Lightweight or parking lot like I feel like a fucking fake fan for not knowing this um I think it's lightweight though uh it is lightweight yeah sorry Uh, I feel like fucking like I don't fucking memorize like there might be one thing I get off from these things randomly and yeah it's that sorry I don't really uh keep notes of every single thing I say like sometimes shit will just come to me as I think of it and I just go off the bat from there and the first lady is a bad bitch with slanted eyelids and thick ass sunglasses so the first lady is the wife of the leader for example Uh, Donald Trump's wife is Ivanka Trump and she's the first lady of the United States while Trump is the president but in this case we're talking about Anderson's wife and she's describing her appearance as one with Flanted Island, which is a combination facial feature among Asians, and she is from South Korea. A nice butt and wearing sunglasses. Martin Luther King fan for you, bitch N-words. Sweating on my patent leathers. So, some churches have fan, have hand fans in case people get hot during the um, sermons. Or I think that's what they're called. And they will all... F- and put MLK on there, and the church is no different. And he doesn't want to get uh, sweat on these nice shoes, after all. Pressure turned their featherweight into a Cinderella. He's feeling so much pressure that's bolt on him. And a featherweight is used to describe a lightweight class in boxing. And Cinderella refers to James J. Braddock, a heavyweight champion nicknamed Cinderella Man. That's That's how huge the difference is. I ain't seen the ground in days since a group of fellers. So after Common, he got to new heights. He uses a helicopter metaphor here in which the propellers get them into the air off the ground. And he has gotten so high that he can no longer imagine what it's like to at the bottom. And this could also be a possible reference, like a possible little wordplay to off the ground, which was the last song off Venice. We'll do one better. Word to the liquor that killed my grandpa liver. I know you look... Finally, look proud that N-word smiling. So he shouts out his late grandfather who died of alcoholism, and he's looking proud down on him, proud of how far he's come. To every hundred N-words that came and gone missing, only a handful will go the difference. So I found two different ways to interpret this. He could be directly talking about those who went missing, and only a few will actually put in the effort to be found. And Anderson is of those few because he was found by Dre after being virtually unknown and lost. 
Um, the handful could also refer to the small amount of people that will actually put in the effort to find them something. Ray did. I swear I seen this shit at coming as if I was living up under the plumbing. So he was so determined for success that he knew that one day he'd make it. He's comparing it to being in the toilet. It, like inside the toilet in which you'd literally see all shit coming. Uh... While N-Words was riffing and mumbling about what they could do, I was cooking gumbo, whipping the voodoo. I was in the jungle, running with Zulus. A lot of people would just say that they are successful or they could be successful, but Anderson actually put in the effort to make it work. We was looking past the struggle when life was moving so fast. He did not care about the problem because everything was happening so fast and they eventually soon got solved. You had to be sharp as a Ginzu to the top of the food group. A Ginzu is a smart, is a sharp type of knife. And sharp is another word for smart. Only the strongest and smartest are at, well, only strongest are at the top of the food group. But he's saying to be successful, you need to know a certain amount of skills and also have the strength. And he closes out the second verse with doing what I want and how I should do. So now that he's made it big he does as he pleases and we continue with two rounds of bj's hook and there's also a little outro tagged onto the end of the song so there is a spoken word outro skit at the end of the song which is ladies and gentlemen the most fantastic race in history nikki door is trying to explain to the crowd that what made this race possible is underneath the hood take a look at this so this is base a basic summary of the track really as he's showing what made being successful possible and is revealing his secrets to success like door is with what he made the race he was run well not running driving uh as good as it was and yeah anderson is basically using the song to like show like the determination and the perseverance he had was becoming successful because this is what he wanted in life and that's basically what he did to get to the top of the food group to be as sharp as a Ginzu and that's um secrets were behind the were under his hood which in the hood would be the waters featuring BJ the Chicago kid so now it is time for our conclusion. So the waters shows us struggles and secrets to success. Anderson spends the first verse describing how he was able to appeal to the mainstream and the second verse describing how he was inspired to get here. BJ Hook describes the uh, experience of first getting into the spotlight, which if I'm being honest, it probably was his backing vocals on it's all on me, but like I don't even know how he got the feature credit on that because he basically sang background ver- vocals on just his hook. But either way, that's pretty much what's bringing him into the spotlight, and it describes the experience of first getting in there. And the outro basically is used as a little summary of the track, and that's it for the episode. This episode, like. My Milk and Honey episode was like half an hour long. And this was... Okay, it just went on to the ninth page. But My Milk and Honey uh, notes filled ten pages. And this is like... Like right now, it's 14 minutes without 
but I hadn't conclu- recorded the conclusion yet, so that's probably going to get longer. But it's still not going to reach half an hour unless I just fucking stall for literally half of the episode. But I'm not. I'm not that guy that just tries to make episodes long for the sake of being long. Like if the meaning's really simple, like this meaning is, like has a bit of simplicity to it. If it is simple, then like. It's simple. And also with um, Milk and Honey, I was also covering Waves. And that took a lot out of me. Yeah, Waves was just so complex. Just such a complex intro to Venice. Um, but yeah, this is basically it for the wars. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'm make a rep post and Instagram post about this where you can just interact with me. Um, just say... What you feel about the song, the episode, uh, definitely leave feedback, ways to improve, love to figure out how to improve. Um, Also, be sure to subscribe on your platforms if you haven't already and spread the word. Uh, Follow the Instagram, yeslodpod, and that is basically it for the episode. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening to this shit, and uh, I'll see y'all next time. Take care, guys.